Having a good knife is essential for prepping, for several reasons. When it comes to knives, there are a few key types that you should consider having in your prepping kits, like your everyday carry, your get-home bag, your bug-out bag, and even some for your home. We're going to dive into this topic when we come back. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. This is the Prepping Podcast with no bunkers, no zombies, no alien invasions, just practical prepping. Where we believe that stuff happens, so we need to stay prepared. And we're here to help you get prepared. You can find us at www.practicalprepping.info. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Practical Prepping Podcast. We're delighted that you're here with us today. Hi, Mark. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. Well, all right. Well, I'm doing fantastic, too. Glad to have every one of our listeners with us, and we love our listeners. We and, do love our listeners. They're and, the best listeners in the world. And we're getting some great feedback from them. We're getting questions. We're getting comments, and we certainly appreciate we that. We do love the attention. Keep it coming. <laughs> Keep it coming. Oh, because, she loves attention. You know, our listeners are very sharp. Mm-hmm. Did you see what I did there? I do. Sharp. I do. Because we're talking about bladed. Knives. Well, I was going to say bladed tools, but okay, knives. We'll talk about knives today. Well, what are some of the reasons and some of the uses for knives? Well, it's pretty obvious, but I'm going to spell it out. Cutting and preparing food. I've used my good set of knives to make dinner tonight. I have used a knife in the woods to prepare food as well. Oh, yes. I guess you would use a knife to... You'd have to use a knife to field dress a deer. Yes, but my cousin and I went off one time. We were about 15 years old, and during December, we would always go and spend one full day. My aunt would drop us off, and we would walk a number of miles to the river down this little stream, and we forgot our lunches. And so we actually shot a squirrel, cleaned it, and cooked it. In the woods. No kidding. And that was our lunch. I don't think you've ever told me that story. I don't guess I have. But <laughs> Cool. Uh, and then it, we would walk all the way back home. So it, no idea, no way to say what time to pick us up, no cell phones to call, <laughs> no houses around where we would come out. I see you're 15 years old. That was back in the 1800s, wasn't it? <laughs> uh, late, yeah, early 1800s. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, well. So cutting and preparing food, that's kind of a no-brainer. It is. Another use is self-defense. You know, I heard someone say one time that when you're dealing with knives as a weapon, prepare to get cut. Oh, absolutely. You know, that's, and that's kind of hard to say because I don't like being cut. Uh, I don't either, but that's what they taught us in the police academy. If you're having to defend yourself against a knife, plan on being cut. Certainly, we want you to avoid a dangerous situation whenever it's possible. Yeah, but in a survival situation, a knife can be used for self-defense. Well, it does give an added level of security in, in a way, too. Yes, it can. Third thing is building shelter. Oh, yes. I mean, if <laughs> you'd have to have a, a knife, maybe one of those jagged edge type knives. Serrated. Kind of serrated. And you know that one's like a K-bar type of a knife. Those are great for... Sawing limbs and branches. I, I have a K-bar in my bag, and it's good heavy for chopping. Now, a machete would be great for this. Okay. 
All right. A knife can be used to cut branches and other materials to build a shelter. Building that shelter is essential for staying warm and dry in a survival situation. Absolutely. Something else you can use a knife, you can strike it down along a ferro rod. It'll help to create sparks so that you can land those sparks onto some of your tinder. And so you get that fire started so you can cook that squirrel that you've hunted in the woods. And we had matches with us, but well, and, and yeah, I have absolutely. matches in the bag too. But we do practice using a ferro rod. And my knife makes a much bigger spark than the little striker that comes with the ferro rod. I've noticed that, too, that I've used it both ways. The striker is better than nothing, Mm -hmm. but not nearly as effective as that big blade knife. Right. And you take a big blade knife and a big, fat ferro rod. You got some sparks. You you got some sparks right there. Now, here's something we never think about a knife for, but first aid. How do you mean? Well, you can use it to cut bandages and other material for first aid. Okay. And you need to be able to treat those injuries and prevent infection. So to do that, you need to get that wound covered. And it may come down to cutting bandages out of your T-shirt. Yeah, I've seen that happen. I've seen people rip their jeans, you know, at the bottom if you have to tie off a bleeding wound or Mm -hmm. something like that. You know, something else you can do is you can cut pieces of wood to make a splint. Or maybe even a walking stick, Mm -hmm. if need be. Yeah, there are times that you just need to stabilize a broken leg to get somebody out of somewhere. And you may need that knife to be able to cut the sticks to make a makeshift splint. So we can see that even just from these topics alone, having a knife and maybe different kinds of knives to do different purposes is essential in your prepping kit that you have at home and also in any of your carry bags. Yeah, whether you're prepping food, building shelter, defending yourself, a knife can be a life-saving tool in a survival situation. So knives basically come in two types, a fixed blade and a folding blade. Yes. Now, a fixed blade knife, and we all know what that is. It's like a Jim Curtis. Well, a Jim Curtis knife, but it's one that doesn't fold up. It has to go into a sheath. You can't just stick it in your pocket. Well, this is kind of the knives like I use in the kitchen as Exactly. Well. That is a fixed blade knife. We know what a folding blade knife is and pocket knife or, you know, a little bit larger. But some of the things that you really want to look at, one of the most important things when selecting a fixed blade knife is you want a full tang. Yes, and that's where you can see the metal of that blade fixed all the way through the handle from the top to the bottom. It goes all the way through. Mm -hmm. And you really don't want one that inserts into the handle, even though it's the full length of the handle, but it's inserted into the handle. It's not a full tang. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The full tang is that the blade goes all the way back and the handle's affixed to it. And that does give you more leverage because an unfixed blade will pop out, come loose. I've broken handles on them. Mm -hmm. I had one one time that was really cheap and I broke the handle and I saw that the tang only extended back in there about an inch and a half. So it's sort of you get what you pay for. And I was chopping on something with a another cheap one one time and it was one that the tang inserted into the handle and the whole thing just came out oh god so i'm there with the handle and no blade oh god 
useless. <laughs> if it's not full tang, that handle and the blade can separate. And that can be a safety issue, too. Oh, absolutely. Come apart in your hand, you might get cut. Mm-hmm. Ew. Or stab somebody else. So kind of tell me about the sizes of some of these different knives. Well, you can get them in all sorts of sizes. Three or four inch is very common for a fixed blade knife. You can get them all the way up to the Jim Bowie size knives, 12, 14 inches. And some of those are like two to two and a half inches wide, too. That's a big knife. Yes, and, and great for chopping. Not very good for hiding, but very good for chopping. Mm-hmm. So that's the fixed blade. Preppers are always concerned about having clean water available. A Pro One Gravity water filter solved that issue for us once and for all. We can store only so much clean water for us and our cats. For the two of us and the cats, that would be around 65 gallons just for drinking for one month. What about washing dishes and cooking foods that require water for preparation? If we find ourselves in an SHTF situation without clean water, we can use creek water or river water, which is plentiful within a short distance of our house. Just pour it in the top, then crystal clear clean water comes out the bottom. Problem solved. If you're concerned about water, check out Pro One Gravity Water Filters. There's a link on our website, practicalprepping.info. National security experts are warning. Our aging power grid is more vulnerable than ever. January marked the third time a power station in North Carolina was damaged by gunfire recently. Authorities are saying the attack raises a new level of threat. Authorities are now checking our grid for vulnerabilities. They've identified nine key substations. If these substations are attacked, power could be knocked out from coast to coast for up to 18 months. Just imagine, a blackout lasting not days, but weeks or months. Your life would be frozen in time right at the moment the power fails. Lights all over the country would go out, throwing people into total darkness. That's why having your own solar power is more important than ever. With the Patriot Power Generator, you get a solar generator that doesn't install into your house because it's portable. You can take it with you. You can even use it inside. But it's powerful enough for your phones, your medical devices, even your refrigerator. And right now, you can go to 4patriots.com and use the code PREPPER to get 10% off your first purchase on anything in the store, including the Patriot Power Generator. You'll also get their famous guarantee for an entire year after your order, plus free shipping on orders over $97. And a portion of every sale is donated to charities who support our veterans and their families. Just go to 4patriots.com and use the code PREPPER to get 10% off. That's 4patriots.com. Use the code PREPPER to get 10% off in their shop today. Now, another type is a folding knife. This is a more compact knife that can easily be carried in your pocket or your backpack, and you'll often see the clip on the side of it, and you can slip it down in your pocket and leave the clip on the outside so you can easily get to it. Mm -hmm. Well, obviously, it's been folding so that it can be safely carried, mm -hmm. so you don't have an open blade in your pocket. And, you know, some of the multi-tools are built along that thought process of everything folds down into a safe spot and then folds out when you need it. Yep, 
and the the folding knife is really designed for EDC. They're great for cutting rope. I use them for opening packages. You can use it for preparing food, and I've done that. Mm-hmm. They're compact and easy to carry. But now on a folding knife that you're going to be working with, I'd recommend getting one with a locking mechanism that holds that blade securely in place when it's in use. Now, you're not dealing with a full tang on something like this, so it has to be affixed and folded in such a way that it's that locking mechanism gives it that stability. Gives it the rigidity when, mm-hmm. when it's in the open position. So it, it can't be full tang. Mm-hmm. It has to be on a pivot yeah. to where you can unfold it, and that locking mechanism keeps it rigid. Our next type of knife is a machete. Mm-hmm. Now, machete is a long, curved blade, and most of them don't have much curve. The, the top of it is straight, and the, blade, the, the edge of the blade actually curves a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's generally used, I think it probably was originally built for clearing brush and just, you know, outdoor type of clearing it might have even been used in some kind of a harvesting type of an activity as well. And these things are ideal for camping, for hiking, and survival situations. Mm-hmm. We carry one in the car. And it just I don't think we've taken it out of the car and used it. But if you're camping, it's great for cutting sticks and stuff for your fire. But you can clear that brush. You can cut down a tree takes a while. Yeah. Not easy. And can't be a large tree either. But they're ideal for that. Now, the blade thickness determines the durability. Years and years ago, I had a cheap one. I barely above teenager, probably early 20s. And I'd paid like five or six bucks for this, which mm-hmm. was actually a little bit of money back then. Yeah. About three hours work at minimum wage. <laughs> and right. I bought a cheap one. I thought all machetes were... Built alike. Mm. And when I got to using this thing on a camping trip, I noticed that about every six or eight strokes with that machete, I had to lay it down and step on it to flatten the blade back out. Oh, it must have had a very thin blade. It was a very thin blade, and it was literally bending. Uh-huh. Couldn't so take you, it, huh? You hold it out in front of you, and it turned to about a 30 or 40-degree yeah, angle. Yeah, yeah. So get one that has some durability to it, and that comes from the thickness of that blade. Now, you either want a rubber or a textured plastic handle. You want that thing to have good grip mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. Something else you may want to consider is a tactical knife. This is a knife that is specifically designed for self-defense and tactical situations. That kind of makes me think military-grade use. This is the kind of things that the military and, quite honestly, law enforcement as well Mm -hmm. carry. A lot of survivalists carry. But it's designed for self-defense. It's typically made of very high-quality steel. Now, this can be a fixed blade or a folding blade. Oh, I see. can be either one. Either one. And I've seen officers carrying both, and you have to know where to look on the officer to find it. But they're usually a three- to five-inch blade. It holds a very sharp edge. And the idea is that it's designed for quick deployment in a self-defense situation. 
We identified that it's used by military personnel, law enforcement, and very hardcore survivalists. Yeah, and it's a last-ditch effort. Yeah, it sounds like a pretty serious weapon. It is, but knife fighting is a last-ditch effort. Oh, I would think so. There are a whole lot better things, including a very long stick. (laughs) But if you're in a situation and you're up close, that tactical knife may come in handy. Now, I alluded to this one this next one a little bit earlier, the multi-tool. This is your Leatherman, your Gerber, that type of your Swiss Army. I think the Swiss Army knife kind of invented the multi-tool. They were the first. And it wasn't called a multi-tool back then. Right. It was a Swiss Army knife. Exactly. And even those came in a large variety of different iterations. Yeah. You know, I saw a picture of one not long ago that had every tool that the Swiss Army offered. And that thing was about a foot and a quarter wide. Oh, with all the tiny little fold-out things. Absolutely (laughs) useless, honestly. Yeah. But it was cute. Oh, yeah. But usually they've got eight or ten tools on them, and you can get them up to uh, roughly 20 tools. Mm -hmm. And you can get all kinds of things on there. They all have a knife blade, or almost all of them have a knife blade. I would think so. There is a TSA-approved multi-tool that does not have a knife blade. I did not know that. So you can get a TSA approved and actually carry it on the airplane. But most of them include a knife blade, and they have a lot of other types of tools on there, such as pliers, screwdrivers. You can get them with scissors, bottle or can openers, an awl, a wire stripper, a file. You can get serrated knife. And most of them are marked on the side, so you can use it as a ruler. I know a lot of contractors. I meet and work with a lot of contractors in the interior home improvement industry. And most all of them have a multi-tool of some description because there's something in that multi-tool they will be using today. Mm -hmm. And so they've often compared, you know, which is better, Leatherman or Gerber? I think the one that works for you is the best one for you to buy. That's the Ford Chevrolet argument. Yeah. You know, which one's better? Well, which one I have is yeah. the best. But I carry one on my police duty belt. Carry it all the time. And I'm sure you have found there are times when you need a flathead, or is it like a flathead screwdriver and a Phillips head? Both on there and the pliers on there. I use it for pliers about as much as I do anything else. How about that? I've used it for can opener. Mm-hmm. When I got off someplace and I needed to open a can, I didn't have a can opener, uh, manual can opener. Stay prepared. Stay prepared. <laughs> I've got my multi-tool. And those are designed for everyday carry. Oh, absolutely. And I would say to the ladies that are listening, too, this isn't just a man thing. Ladies, I carry a multi-tool in my work bag. There are times when I'm on an installation. I don't actually install the products myself, but I work with the installers that put window treatments up. And I need that multi-tool because I'm forever opening plastic and packages and cardboard. And that multi-tool really comes in handy. And I actually have about three different kinds that I carry in my bag. Yeah, one of them was purple that she got for Christmas. It's easy to find. I love purple. Purple's my favorite color. So I had to have me a purple knife. Yep, and she got one. Mm -hmm. Now, finally, let's not forget about a very good set of kitchen knives. These are essential for preparing food. I cannot stress enough, a sharp, sharp, sharp kitchen knife is safer 
than a dull one. You will slip on a dull one and actually hurt yourself. I actually, I, I don't work for this company, but I bought a set of Rada, R-A-D-A, Rada knives. Let me tell you, these are the finest cutting kitchen knives I have ever put my hands on. And as far as I'm concerned, I am sold. I would love to throw out all my old knives and get all Rada. They are that good seriously. But you want to look for knives with high quality blades and comfortable handles. So we like to talk about knives and bladed tools. And on another episode, we're going to be covering axes, hatchets, tomahawks, and how to sharpen all these different types of bladed weapons and tools. But we do appreciate you being here today. And we hope you have enjoyed going through knives with us, different types and different uses. And I know I love a good knife. I really do. He does. And he always has at least one, if not more than one, on him at all times. And one that we didn't cover is just the plain old-fashioned pocket knife. Mm -hmm. Just a simple... I've always got a pocket knife on me. I actually asked him one time, I said, hey, do you have your knife on me? He said, literally, this is what he said to me. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I (laughs) I said, yeah, I didn't think. I should have known. And sometimes, I, you know, what are you cutting? That would determine that's true. the knife that that's I give like, you. That's like me and my scissors. I have scissors that are for specific purposes. And I have no idea where they are. And that's because you don't need to know the purposes. There's fabric cutting scissors. There's hair cutting scissors. There's paper cutting scissors. And there's just general purpose scissors. You people that have scissors that are, you know, allocated for certain use, I'm with you. I am one of you. You are one of me. She lets me have the blue handle. I think they're Fisker from oh, the yeah. just a plain old dollar Dollar Tree scissors. Yeah, from <laughs> well, these came from the office supply store. Oh yeah, yeah. And that's really all I need. That's all you need. But we've enjoyed you being with us tonight, and we will be covering the on a future episode those axes, hatchets, and other things, as well as how to care for and sharpen those. We want you to stay on the cutting edge because stuff happens. Stay prepared. And we'll see you next time. We hope you have enjoyed this episode of Practical Prepping Podcast. Would you consider supporting this podcast by buying us a cup of coffee? Go to the website, practicalprepping.info, and click on the link to buy me a coffee. You can contact us by email at info at practicalprepping.info. You can also contact us through Facebook and through our website. And until next time, remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.